Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, July 26th, and we have completed week 29 of 2021. This week, I'm coming to you from Playa del Carmen in Mexico. This is my second international trip since the pandemic. I had mentioned in last week's episode that Mexico is the first country to have reached pre-pandemic travel levels, so I decided to check it out for myself, and I have to tell you that the country is buzzing with activity. It was kind of odd that no COVID-19 negative test was required to enter Mexico. Now, let's get to the headlines. History was made on Tuesday, July 20th from the spaceport near Van Horn, Texas, when Jeff Bezos blasted his way into space on the Blue Origin New Shepard rocket, becoming the second billionaire in just over a week to ride his own spacecraft. Accompanying him was Oliver Dimin, a 18-year-old from Netherlands, Wally Funk, an 82-year-old aviation pioneer from Texas, and Bezos' own brother Mark. When the capsule touched down on the desert floor in remote West Texas after the 10-minute flight, Bezos exclaimed, The best day ever. Named after America's first astronaut, Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket soared on the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, a date chosen by Bezos for its historical significance. He held fast to it even as Virgin Galactic's Richard Branson pushed up on his own flight from New Mexico and beat him to space by nine days. The two private companies chasing space tourism dollars, though, have drawn criticism for catering to the rich while many others are struggling during the pandemic. On Tuesday's flight, Blue Origin's capsule reached an altitude of 66 miles, more than 10 miles higher than Richard Branson's July 11th ride. The 60-foot booster accelerated to Mach 3, or three times the speed of sound, to get the capsule high enough before separating and landing upright. Amtrak has said that it plans to spend $7.3 billion to replace 83 passenger trains that are nearly half a century old, though most of the funding must be approved by Congress. Amtrak said on Wednesday that under the contract with German manufacturer Siemens, some of the trains will be hybrids, able to operate on diesel fuel and electricity when wires are available. The new trains will replace Amfleet, Metroliner, and the state-owned equipment starting in 2024. The new engines and passenger cars will be built at a U.S. factory in Sacramento, California. This summer spike in air cancellations and delays is drawing scrutiny for the way the airlines have managed staffing levels during the pandemic. The chair of the Senate Transportation Committee requested that American Allegiant Delta JetBlue Southwest and regional airline Republic Airways provide written information by the end of the month about any staffing shortages they have. Collectively, appropriations for U.S. airlines and contracting companies they use for ground workers have totaled $58 billion in federal payroll support during the course of the pandemic. Congress issued this funding with the express purpose of keeping the workforce on payroll to ensure an easier ramp-up when air travel returned. The Senate chair also said that she is concerned that the airlines have poorly managed their staffing resources and operational ramp-up and at worst have failed to meet the intent of taxpayer funding and prepare for the surge that we're witnessing now. 
PayPal Travel Manager Denise Trousseau has been elected to a two-year term as president of the Global Business Travel Association's Board of Directors, the association announced during its annual business meeting on Tuesday. Denise Trousseau has been acting as board president since the former elected official abruptly left the office in April. Denise has said that she will concentrate on the health of the organization and vow to bring financial and decision-making transparency to the forefront in regular open-to-members town hall meetings with the GBTA Board of Directors. And now I'd like to share with all of you my experiences with National Rent-A-Car. I really believe that National Rent-A-Car is the best of both worlds. As a business traveler, I always want to be able to book whatever car I want and drive whatever car I need at that moment in that city, depending on where I'm going and what I need to get done. From a company standpoint, the company always wants to spend the least amount of money as possible. With National Rent-A-Car, you can actually book a mid-sized car and allow your traveler to take any car off the lot. That is the most perfect situation that you can ever have. And you'll save money doing it and keeping your travel happy. So make sure you use them and make sure you use them all the time. And now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. On August 9th, Canada will open its borders to U.S. travelers who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. U.S. citizens and permanent residents who are at least two weeks beyond their full vaccination dosage can travel to Canada without quarantine. Vaccinated travelers still must provide a negative COVID-19 test taken prior to arrival, but fully vaccinated travelers do not need to be tested again after arrival. Additionally, Canada is ending its requirement for arriving international travelers to spend three nights in a government-authorized hotel. Fully vaccinated arriving travelers will not have to quarantine, but will still be required to present a quarantine plan in case it is needed. Canada has also said that it will welcome fully vaccinated European visitors on September 7th. Meanwhile, the U.S., just days after Canada made its announcement, issued extension of its own border restriction. The U.S. borders with Mexico and Canada will remain closed through at least August 21st. The previous border restrictions were set to expire on Thursday. Both borders have been closed to leisure travelers since March 2020 and have been extended on a month-over-month basis ever since. On Wednesday, the Department of Homeland Security issued a statement that said the latest extension came in order to decrease the spread of COVID-19, including the Delta variant. 83% of passengers are in favor of masks on board aircrafts. In a June survey carried out by IATA, 83% of participants strongly favored masks on board flights. However, the majority of those surveyed, 65%, were also in favor of ending the mandatory masks as soon as possible. According to Willie Walsh, the Director General of IATA, air travelers recognize and value safety measures put into place to minimize the risk of COVID-19 transmission during air travel, and they continue to support these measures as long as necessary. They do not, however, want the measures to become permanent. Earlier this year, Business Travel 360 had predicted that airports and countries around the world will be adding and increasing taxes. The Maldives have just announced that they have a new departure tax. As of January 1, 2022, a new tiered departure tax will replace the current airport service charge. Passengers can expect to pay $30 for non-residents traveling internationally in economy, $60 for non-residents traveling internationally in business class, and $90 for those traveling in first class. The new fee replaces the current $25 airport service charge, meaning that non-residents will have to pay anywhere from $5 to $65 more than they had to before when departing on a commercial flight. 
Malaysia Airlines, which is cash-strapped, is in the process of selling all six of its A380 aircraft, according to the company's LinkedIn page. The open tender to sell the planes invites interested parties to submit a proposal by the 12th of August and follows similar sales decisions made by airlines like Air France and Etihad to phase out the large passenger aircraft. In April, British Airways was one of the only few major airlines to back the A380. And now in news relating to the return to travel. American Airlines projects a full recovery of domestic travel next year, according to executives on an earnings call on Thursday. Similar to what United Airlines executives reported on Wednesday, American Airlines' business travel demand started to return in a meaningful way during the second quarter. American Airlines President Robert Isom said domestic business revenues were about 20% of 2019 levels in March, and in June, they have increased to about 45% of 2019 levels. Business travel from large corporate customers have increased 80% in the second quarter compared to the first quarter, according to Chief Customer Service Officer Allison Taylor. The U.S. hotel industry in June continued a recovery still led by leisure travel with occupancy and revenue per available room each at the highest point since October 2019, according to STR. Average daily rate in June continued to improve and was the highest it has been since February 2020. In June, U.S. hotel occupancy was 66%, ADR was 129, and RevPAR was $85.31. Among the top 25 markets, Tampa reported the highest occupancy level at 76%, while San Francisco reported the lowest at 50%. In a new report, the American Hotel and Lodging Association is projecting that more than one in five U.S. hotel operation jobs, totaling nearly half a million positions, will not return by the end of the year. Citing data from Oxford Economics, AHLA estimates that in 2019, U.S. hotels employed more than 2.3 million people. By the end of this year, the number is expected to fall to about 1.9 million. The AHLA also predicts that the industry will not bounce back to 2019 employment levels until at least the year 2023. Delta Airlines has just added the Lifetime Diamond Medallion status for its medallion members, giving them the opportunity to earn this prestigious status by accumulating 6 million lifetime miles. Until now, it was only possible to earn lifetime on silver, gold, or platinum. But now, Delta Airlines has announced this new status level, giving the ability for Delta Frequent Flyer members to earn the Diamond Medallion status for life. And now in some technology news. British Airways has introduced a digital ordering platform for customers to purchase food and drinks from its cafe menu in the air directly to their seat on board. The service will initially be available on select routes from July 19th before the rollout to the rest of the short-haul network on flights from London Heathrow Airport. Frankfurt, Germany-based serviced apartment provider Accomodio has partnered with Booking.com to add shorter-term lodging options to its platform for corporate travelers. Accomodio has announced that the partnership will allow it to offer a broad range of accommodation types, combining 29 million short-term listings in 206 countries, with more than 761,000 serviced apartments in 162 countries. Combining long- and short-term business accommodation in one single unique platform, we are following the idea to provide quality accommodations from one night to up to two years. 
In March, Accommodio also integrated with Concur Travel. Carlson Wagon Travel has launched a platform to allow its travel consultants to have a 360-degree real-time customer view, including where they are in their trip, their travel policy, and trip history. The CX platform will combine internal CWT data, such as historical customer bookings, travel policies, travel preferences, including online search history, in-progress or upcoming bookings, and travel information. The platform will use natural language processing to manage and prioritize incoming emails, combine consultant and chatbot interactions using artificial intelligence, and identify customer information for incoming telephone calls. According to CWT's President and Chief Operating Officer, with customers' expectations at an all-time high as a result of the pandemic, there is a need for more personalized content as well as streamlined and concise interactions each and every time the customers engage with us regardless of channel has become apparent. Deem's ERA travel management platform now integrates directly with Workday's expense management system, enabling mutual clients to link booking activity directly to expense reporting, both companies announced. ERA has achieved Workday certification integration status, which provides benefits to customers, including shorter and more efficient deployment, faster platform updates, and other efficiencies. Among the first clients to use the new integrated model is educational financial service provider Nelnet. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.